Are you listening? I was an explorer once. Captain Sam Stone of the Surveyor. Old good times where when enemies were real enemies, you know, and the danger was real danger, and you had to have fast reflexes and know what you are doing. It was good. No, it was awesome. So it's all about making that thing uh, believable, making you feel like you're actually there during this huge intergalactic fight. But as I said, Everything in Sirius M4 has been scaled up, so you're, you're fighting hundreds of enemies coming at you at the same time at any given point, so it's, it's gonna be pure chaos. Serious Sam 4 marks the latest chapter in the Serious Sam saga, and in today's interview, we'll dive into what's new with Serious Sam 4, how the Legion system offers the ability to fight over 100,000 enemies, along with discussing how a company founded by six friends making video games in a garage has grown to become such a treasured developer among video game fans around the world. Buckle up as we get you ready for Serious Sam 4. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Nerf Report. My name is Bryant and today we are joined with a very special guest. Uh, we have the team behind the Serious Sam 4. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome to the show Damian and Daniel. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting us, Bryant. Anytime. Thank you so much, yeah. Now, for someone who isn't 100% familiar with Serious Sam, uh, how would you describe the game to them? Mayhem. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in one Absolute word, mayhem. Yeah, well, it's a it's a first person shooter. There is that is actually a throwback to the old good times where when enemies were real enemies, you know, and the danger was real danger, and you had to have fast reflexes and know what you are doing to survive. So it's a bit of a throwback and a nod to the classic first person shooters like Wolfenstein, Doom, stuff like that just with 10 and 100 times more enemies. Yeah, I was sharing with Daniel uh, before we got started that I got introduced to the first three because of the Stadia Pro membership. And immediately when I jumped in, I felt like I got transported back to that old school gameplay. And I was like, this is what I've been missing in my life. I was like, there, I can't wait to jump back into this. And um, there, there definitely is a place in the industry for games like that. With Serious Sam 4, um, where do we find Sam Stone? I mean, how, how much further along in the story is it? How long after Serious Sam 3 does it take place? So funny thing is uh, we actually don't do sequels. Okay. Uh, it's become a tradition for us to only do prequels. So Serious Sam 4 is actually before uh, Serious Sam 3. So it doesn't go further. It goes backwards. <laughs> all right. So that's before he gets all damaged and war-torn and he's kind of a nice guy in this game or is he still a little, uh, you know, a little rugged? I mean, he, he, he was always a nice guy. He is a bit rugged, but he's, he's always much younger rugged. now. <laughs> um, he's much younger now. This is in, in kind of the beginning of the um, invasion of Earth. So he's fighting to, to keep the Earth going, I guess. Okay. So will we get to will we get to see like the actual invasion day when it started in the game? I believe we are several weeks into the invasion of France here. Okay. Uh, in this game, so wait for the series M5 to go even further back in time, you know. <laughs> but yeah. you, you will see uh, quite a lot. How was it on the Earth in the beginning of the 
mental invasion. So should be fun. Now, one of the big things that uh, I've been reading about this game is the Legion system. And I don't know how much you guys can talk about it, but as I understand, um, it's pretty much going to make this game feel like nothing that I've ever been played before, just in the terms of enemy account, correct? In general, Serious Sam 4 is, is much bigger in scale than any other uh, Serious Sam game that, that we released so far. But in terms of Legion system, it's something that allows us to create believable battlefields. So what we've done with this is you're not actually going to fight 100,000 enemies if you don't want to. Uh, the point of that is we created this battlefield where two huge armies are clashing and these two guys, Sam on one side and the big baddie on the other side, are battling it out. So it's all about making that thing uh, believable, making you feel like you're actually there during this huge intergalactic fight. Um, but as I said, everything in Sirius Sam 4 has been scaled up, so even beyond the, the Legion system, the fights are absolutely huge. You're, you're fighting hundreds of enemies coming at you at the same time at any given point, so it's, it's going to be pure chaos. Yeah, I've seen a couple clips in, in trailers and developer uh, updates that you guys have done where just the enemies running at you just seems like it's, it's, it's exceeding anything that it's ever exceeded before in the game, and it looks just insane. We have been upgrading our engine and tech for quite some time. So it's always like that, you know, our tech guys and our programming wizards do some things that allow us to push the envelope even further. And then we push it to 11. So they have to optimize back, you know, and, oh, we have more place to place more enemies. Let's do it. So I think, yeah, what Dennis said, this is probably our biggest game so far in terms of basically everything, the, the enemy count, the, the enemies, the weapons, the systems that you introduced and it's now you mentioned know. the kind of size of the game i mean from a story perspective um, um how long of a game can players look forward to so we we've got uh, internally when we were doing the testing it's anywhere between 10 to 12 hours i guess for a first playthrough if you're doing some exploring a bit uh and and kind of playing through side activities that we have uh, with that being said, Serious Sam is a really linear game, so it doesn't go way beyond or way below. Uh, I'd say between t 10 to 12 hours for an average player. Will the game feature multiplayer? Yes, yeah, we it do will have... be actually cooperative. We have supported, uh, at the start, actually on initial release, we'll support cooperative play for up to four players. And we've been known to support cooperative play ever since the first encounter. So it's, and that was when we looked at the statistics, you know, we get some data uh, from the actual players, you know, and we saw the statistics and out of all the multiplayer modes, the cooperative was the most played. So it made sense to have it on release. And for the other modes, we'll probably do some, we'll definitely do updates, you know, and follow up and uh, work more on the game. But we'll see the request. We always listen to our fans and the community. We'll see if there's anything they want uh, first in line, you know, so we can do it quickly and we'll accommodate. Yeah, I definitely think there, there's, there's a place, especially with a game like this, for a mode that, you know, one player spawns uh, all the enemies and they try to kill the other player. I think that would be really sick in this game, especially when you're talking about the size of the battlefield and how quickly you could kind of be overwhelmed in this game. I mean, it, it definitely would uh, lead to a very unique multiplayer experience. Well, we had a survival mode in our Series M3 game. 
So what you're saying is basically a little mod of survival mode where one player is controlling the enemy army and the other one is mm-hmm. uh, controlling the player. And we had some talks actually about that same exact system. But as I say, it will depend, you know, on the uh, acceptance of the game and what the fans will want. You know, this is, we're making game for us, but we're also making game for fans. And then we listen to them. In regards to how the game will be running, I mean, is it going to be running 4K? Is, is that what it's going to be at? Uh, if, you're, if you're talking about Stadia, then yes, yeah. it's going to be 4K. Um, we've been doing some testing recently, kind of wrapping it all up, and it, it's, it's really good. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it um, quite a bit, I can say, uh, on both Stadia and PC, so, yeah. A little background story for for the audience watching. Uh, we all got in touch because of the trailer you guys did for the Popmobile, which I mean, kudos to you guys because it's it's one of the most uh, ridiculous and, and funny things that I've seen in a while from a game. And um, you know, when I thought about Serious Sam, I was like, oh, I, I I didn't expect to see the Popmobile turning into a gigantic mech, and it's just awesome and it fits the game. Are there going to be more surprises like that in the game that we can look forward to? Yeah, yeah, we will have quite a few surprises. But um, I mean, ever since Serious Sam 2, we had we had these vehicles, you know, in Serious Sam 2, and then in Serious Sam 3, he just went on foot everywhere. So we decided to bring back the vehicles, but improve them. And Mech, we can say that Mech is one of those vehicles. There will okay. be some more crazy stuff here, you know, which. <laughs> Like the great combine, <laughs> with you, uh, who you can use to mop, mow down the crazy amounts of enemies on the field. So and some new tips and tr- uh, party tricks that we are preparing, you know, for release. For sure, you know, uh, one of my favorite things about the, the series, same series, is the progression of weapons. You know, once you think you've mastered one gun, um, you, you kind of you get introduced to another one that makes you feel infinitely more powerful. Um, do the two of you have a, a favorite weapon to use in Sirius M4? Well, the Sirius M4 weapons are, they, re- they received quite a significant upgrade. You know, now you can actually upgrade your weapons for the first time in the series. You know, you, uh, you can go and go solve some of the optional missions. As Danny said, the game is pretty linear, you know, but there are optional missions that bring you certain rewards. And we decided to give weapon upgrades as a reward to players who complete these missions. These side missions are usually more difficult, you know, than the main path in the story, but reward is pretty much worth it because mm-hmm. we, with these modifications to the weapons, uh, you can adopt a new play, play style. You know, there is like one of my favorites, for this episode, our homing rockets, you know, for the rocket launcher. I love them. They're they following enemies. It looks fantastic, and they're really great visually and auditory, you know, and it's really fun to use them. And I don't know, Danny, which one is your favorite? I mean, from, from the basic weapons, I guess my favorite is the auto shotgun, just because of the pure power it possesses. So you can basically mow down anything in front of you, and I'm, I've always been a shotgun man, but um, as far as the upgrades you mentioned goes, I think I like the, the laser upgrade most. So we have this laser weapon, uh, which is pretty much a regular, regular laser like the ones you'd see in Star Wars, I guess. Uh, but with an upgrade, it, became, uh, it gets this uh, alternative fire mode where you fire a huge beam. Uh, I, I like to call it a beam of death. 
and it <laughs> literally destroys everything in front of it. So that's my favorite part. It also has a really good sound effect and and kind of you know visually is really nice. So when you when you turn it on, when you're in a pick in a bit of bit of a pickle, and then you don't know if you're gonna survive, just press that button, everything goes. That's awesome. That's all. Now, does each weapon have like? Can, I mean, can you comment on the fact of whether, like, is it two upgrades per weapon? Is it three upgrade, or does it vary from weapon to weapon? It's actually one upgrade per weapon, okay. um, and it's also not for all weapons. So only the weapons which we thought made sense mm. uh, get upgrades. So okay. you won't see upgrades for every weapon, and it's also a really simple thing. It's actually an attachment, so maybe calling it an upgrade is, is kind of misleading in a, in a way. It's an attachment, so you pick it up, it attaches to your weapon, and it gives it extra features. It's not like you're uh, kind of crafting or anything of the sorts. It's really simple, as, as you know, Serious Sam should be. I mean, I think you, you hit it on the head right there with uh, how simple Serious Sam should be. It's like a game like this, I just want to jump in and cause chaos and, and blow up some, some enemies. I mean, I, I'm, you, you don't want to kind of overcomplicate it from that perspective. So, yeah, kudos to you guys. I, I did some research, and I kind of want to test the Internet a little bit, and that's something we do on the show, is, is I went to the Crow Team Wikipedia page, and everybody knows, of course, Wikipedia is either 100% correct or it's just completely out there. So I wanted to run some things past you if you guys don't mind. Um, Crow Team, they say it was founded in 1993. Is that correct? We're still arguing here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is and it isn't at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it should be around 1993. We, we've settled in the end, you know, for the 1993, but our CEO sometimes comes and says it was 1992, but he lets us go with 1993. But honestly, we are more than 27, 8 years old, you know. We, we're one yeah. of the long surviving studios and it, it's even bigger miracle that we are residing in Croatia you know back in the 90s this country was in the middle of uh, aggression you know we had a war here and uh, just the fact that we managed to do something you know during that time period is a pure miracle not to mention mm -hmm. that releasing serious same gang uh, getting GameSpot's Game of the Year award, which was huge for us, you know, it's it just shows that hard work eventually pays off, you know. So, 100%. Yeah. So let's say the fact, 1993, let's stick with it, you know. We won't change it anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the next, next one was the first game the studio created was Football Glory for the Amiga. That's pretty it's much correct. the first big one, yeah. Okay. It's the first big one. Crow Team has created some smaller games before, uh, but the, the, our breakout game was uh, for the glory. Okay. Have you um, played anything on Amiga? No. I mean, we have the, uh, the National Video Game Museum up in Dallas, and that was museum. my first introduction to the Amiga. <laughs> um, so I had to go to a museum to experience it, unfortunately. <laughs> you remind me how old I am. You know? <laughs> Well, we can, we can correlate because I had a conversation with someone yesterday and I was like, yeah, the N64. And they're like, what's that? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, the, the next question was the studio was founded by six friends who were making games out of a garage. Well, when you say garage, it's basically uh, someone's spare bedroom or, you know, it's, it's called garage development, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to be in a garage. But... Uh, yeah, back in the 90s, you know, 
it was just a band of friends, so you, you couldn't rent an office space like we have now, you know, so they mostly, we, we rented like uh, cheap flats that were usually on top of the building, you know, the up, the <laughs> topmost floor with no AC conditioning. So during the summer, there were like a few guys there in shorts, you know, nothing else, <laughs> sweating, you know, programming. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There was a certain charm, you know, but now we have a proper studio here, you know, and it's it's easier, it's more comfy, and yeah, it's it's easier to work now. Now, of the uh, six founders, are, are all six of them still with the company? Uh, no, actually, one left. Uh, he went to Google Stadia okay. team, so he's working with the Stadia team, doing an awesome job what I heard, uh, but the rest of the guys are still here. And nice. we even have some people, I mean, I joined in 1999, so I, I wasn't there at the beginning, but we have some really, I won't say old, I'll say senior veterans. <laughs> yeah, senior, senior is the much more appropriate Senior citizens, term. senior veterans <laughs> who've been with this company for, for decades, you yeah. know, and it's, it's like a big family here. It's a... We, are, we, we mingle after the work, you know, we visit each other's homes, our families know, know they, they are acquainted, you know, we, we do, um, how do you call, team building stuff occasionally, you know, and it's, it's like a rock band, a bit of yeah. a relaxed atmosphere, you know, it's, it's awesome. not uptight, it's uh, quite a fun, very, very friendly place to work. So with, with almost 30 years of experience, you know, I mean, we're talking about the Amiga to now developing um, games for like an environment like Stadia, which is cloud-based. I mean, can you touch on how that changes things for your company? The thing with us is we're not only a game development company, we're a tech company. So mm-hmm. our guys are really excited about trying out new technologies and, and playing around with them. Uh, so when we first uh, kind of... Uh, figured out that the streaming would be the next big thing mm-hmm. i'm super sorry <laughs> like oh no you're is, good is, with everything yeah. going on in the world this is this sure. is this is normal um, man it's not a big deal so when we first uh, realized that the streaming could be the next big thing we were first to jump on so we wanted to experience what it is uh, playing and developing for it and so far it's been really great We've been having so much fun uh, making games like this because we actually believe that this could be uh, the future of it. It, it may not be it at, at, there at, at this point, but pretty soon I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to there where, where the, the, the average consumer will, would actually exclusively stream games and, and, and play them. For sure. I mean, and what's interesting enough is I was looking at the, the approved countries for Google Stadia and, and Croatia is not on there. So you guys are some of the first people to use Stadia in Croatia, correct? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is true. So did they send you guys, I mean, dev kits or are you guys still running it through the cloud from that perspective? It's through the cloud. Okay, very cool. Well, guys, my final question is if people want to find more information about Sirius Sam, where should they go? I mean, our socials are always super active. We also have a really big Discord where we actually mingle with the fans a lot. So we hang around with them, answer their, their questions. So I guess we're all around. Well, to everyone watching at home, thank you again so much for watching us. And don't forget, Sirius Sam will be launching on September 24th, 
2020 for Google Stadia and Steam. Hey, thanks again for checking out our channel. Are you like the thousands of people in the comment section down below wondering why does this channel have so little subscribers? Well, you can fix that today by subscribing to the channel, liking the video, commenting, and sharing it with your friends, which I know sounds like a lot, but I feel like our channel is more.